This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Hello, everybody. My name is Patricia Hickey, and I am the Vice President of Cardiovascular and Critical Care Services at Boston Children's Hospital. I'm thrilled to welcome you to this Open Pediatrics Nursing World Shared Practice Forum on our institution's experience with the American Association of Critical Care Nurses' Standards for Establishing and Sustaining a Healthy Work Environment. The American Association of Critical Care Nurses launched the Healthy Work Environment Assessment Tool in November of 2009. It is an electronic quantitative assessment that is based on the six evidence-based standards and provides a framework with an aggregate score of the six standards and then individual scores for three items within each of the six standards. So here at Boston Children's Hospital, we embraced uh, this framework and assessment tool to guide our strategy to support staff. I would say that we were early adopters in 2010 when we began annual assessments across all cardiovascular and critical care areas of the hospital. As the healthy work environment is so closely tied with optimal patient outcomes and clinical excellence, our approach has always been to find the good within the environment. And this assessment gives us an ideal opportunity to do just that. So I'm joined today by four esteemed colleagues who use this approach to contribute to optimizing the health of the work environment in their units across Boston Children's Hospital. I'd like to welcome Dennis Doherty, who is our Professional Development Specialist within Clinical Education, Informatics, and Practice and Quality. And Dr. Kara Ledger is the nurse manager of one of our inpatient surgical units. And Dr. Jason Thornton is the director of nursing patient services for our cardiac operating room and intensive care unit. Dr. Jean Connor is director of nursing research for our cardiovascular and critical care programs as well. I'd like to begin with a question for Dennis. So when you started your work uh, on the health of the work environment, you were a staff nurse in our medical surgical intensive care unit, and you used a mixed methods approach to your research. What prompted you to use this methodology? We always had a group that looked at recruitment and retention issues in our unit. And when we learned about the AACN Healthy Work Environment um, assessment tool, we were really excited that this was something uh, we, that we could use almost to help legitimize our work um, that we were doing around recruitment and retention. And so we we did a two-phased approach. Our first phase was actually administering the um, healthy work environment assessment tool to our interprofessional staff. And that was a great way to sort of, I say, take the temperature of the health of our work environment. Um, 
But it was really the, I think, the second phase of our initiative where we um, took a deeper dive to learn exactly what does each score from the assessment mean to our, our group? Um, what does a 3.5 in skill communication mean? Um, and I think that in order to better understand what our staff were thinking and how they viewed each of the standards and what their scores really meant, um, it was important to take a deeper dive. And so when we were able to um, learn from our staff what a 3.5 in meaningful recognition means to them, that was really powerful. So we held focus groups and we invited our interprofessional staff to come together um, and talk about the health of the work environment using the actual scores from our assessment as like a starting point for those discussions. And that was really an interesting um, way to learn um, really what the staff felt. So when you were able to review your data, you learned that the health of the work environment in the medical surgical intensive care unit was strongly in the good zone. Most of the scores were three to four. Mm -hmm. How did that affect your conversations with the staff and what did they tell you that meant to them? The findings of our focus groups, they challenged the assumptions that I think many of us had on our recruitment or retention committee. We, you think you have a sense of what the standard means to staff, um, but the themes that came up in our uh, focus groups sort of really opened up our eyes to um, the reality of how staff viewed things. There were several themes that frequently came out in our focus groups. Um, majority of them were related to behaviors around um, the standards of skilled communication, appropriate staffing, and meaningful recognition. And interestingly, the, um, the actual aggregate scores for each of those standards when we did the assessment were the lowest. Um, and so through the discussions in our focus groups, we learned that nurses felt that um, the one-on-one -on -one communication between staff um, might be an opportunity for improvement. Communication from our leadership, uh, specifically email communication, um, was sort of viewed as um, not as balanced between positive and negative. Um, when we talked about meaningful recognition, this was really an area that was interesting uh, because even personally, I had a view of what meaningful recognition meant to me. But as you um, heard um, in red transcripts of nurses talking about what meaningful recognition means to them, um, you can really see that it was um, really personal. Um, one of the things that came out was that staff really valued um, paid time off and they would link this idea of having paid time off to being meaningfully recognized for the work that they're doing when they're at work. Participants um, stated that staffing uh, when we talk about appropriate staffing, that staffing difficulties due to um, an increased patient acuity, um, in increased um, patient throughput and capacity challenges. Um, and it resonated with us um, participants um, when it came to talking about appropriate staffing. That said, um, it was telling in the focus groups that participants were able to look beyond their perspective at the bedside and almost have an appreciation for the challenges that their unit leadership um, were faced when it came to staffing um, based on multiple internal and external um, forces. So what a wonderful way to quantify um, 
the scores and link those to the rich qualitative data and discussions that you had with the mm-hmm. staff. So I'm sure they felt uh, very involved and part of the solution. What were you able to do with the information that you heard and, and the quantitative findings to improve? Um, do you have a couple of examples of that? So I think first and foremost, which is really important, is that um, the staff, they learned what the scores were. So they got the results. We disseminated the results to our Medical Surgical Intensive Care Unit uh, Council on recruitment and retention. And um, what we did from there was we used the six standards to form smaller working groups within our committee. Um, And they went and had conversations and discussions with staff um, to sort of to share what the, uh, that what, what was learned in the focus groups and then to generate some um, solutions or ideas about how could we target um, a certain initiative? How could we target meaningful recognition on our unit? Um, and then from there, when we came up with a pretty exhaustive list of sort of ideas, everything from thinking really big to you know smaller ideas, um, we um, members of that of, of the group collaborated with our leader to um, go through the um, the list and sort of think about what was practical um, interventions that we could put into place that might impact the health of our environment the next time around that we're we're doing this assessment. The leadership agreed that uh, that there were clear opportunities to improve communication. Um, particularly email communication, and they piloted some different forms of com- of communicating um, cohort and communication into a weekly newsletter, using different technology that involved video um, instead of what was typically done was just, just email communication and email communication. And it was, it's important um, that it was important that they, they verbalized a, a commitment to try to balance the positive and the negative, which came out in the focus groups as an imbalance in our communication. And then um, in response to feedback on um, the variability of formal hospital um, recognition programs, the group um, came up with an with a idea to really promote what what was available for staff to recognize each other. There's so many opportunities to um, recognize staff from a unit level, from at, through from a hospital, through formal programs. And so they did um, education and outreach to staff to make sure everyone knows that these are opportunities that you can use to recognize your colleagues. Um, and then the concept of time off or, or paid time off um, as meaningful recognition was, was um, it resonated with the staff and with our leaders. And the, our leadership committed to um, providing op- equitable opportunity to have time off, particularly around the summer months, because that's where f- staff focused um, that they work so hard all year, and then in the summer um, is where it was where we we want we want to have a break. And so um, there was efforts made to to be flexible with hours to allow our staff to use their earned time in summer months. So that's incredible work, Dennis. Uh, you really formalized the uh, anecdotes and the experience of what you heard from staff uh, with the quantitative data. I would like to stop here and take a moment to pose a question to our audience. 
Please leave your city and country location. Does your unit or hospital use a tool to assess the health of the work environment? If so, which tool does it use? So, Kara, you replicated these methods in three surgical inpatient units, I believe. And you focus specifically on understanding recognition, meaningful recognition, in the surgical inpatient unit. Can you share with us some of the strategies that you were able to implement uh, in this work? Overall, I believe the whole standard doesn't get as much as attention as it should. In 2015, uh, the three inpatient surgical unit participated in the hospital-wide healthy work environment assessment, and our score was good to excellent range. However, this was an opportunity to improve in meaningful recognition. And looking at the literature, meaningful recognition was the least investigated of the six standards. We saw this as an opportunity to take a deeper dive into this one standard. Similar to Dennis' work, we utilize focus group to better understand our staff perception of this standard. Additionally, we asked participants to complete the three healthy work environment questions for meaningful recognition. We were fortunate enough to have Dennis to help facilitate our focus group giving his commitment and history with the healthy work. And what did you learn from Dennis's uh, focus groups? We were able to conduct six focus groups with 22 participants across the three inpatient surgical units, and we had three themes. The first theme, that it was a fine line in determining who and what is worthy of meaningful recognition. The second one, Meaningful recognition matters. And our last theme, it's personal. We recognize the difference in nursing activity that's, that were worthy of recognition. One participant said, it's no longer meaningful if it's for the things that we supposed to do. While another said, we should receive meaningful recognition when a staff goes above and beyond the standard of practice. Participant really appreciated and value when leaders advocate for policies that supported their workflow. Receiving compliments from leaders boosts confidence and morale. One participant stated, I find it nice when people in higher position than me comment on my work. They also appreciate meaningful recognition from patients, families, and also their peers. As one nurse stated, getting recognized by a peer makes you feel as part of an integrated team members. We saw the difference in the type of recognition that participant valued. Some felt a simple thank you was sufficient, while others felt appreciated really the formal recognition program that we have in the hospital. With the third theme, it's personal. Meaningful recognition was deemed to be subjective and often defined by the unit culture. Broad variability in meaningful recognition was noted across the three units. Each unit had its own belief and culture. Nurses identify how important it is for them to determine, to have a role in determining their unit's meaningful recognition intervention. 
Participant also recognized that managers and leaders may not always be aware of a nurse who goes above and beyond unless a peer or patient recognized that individual. So what you have described is exactly why there is so much opportunity in the meaningful recognition standard. There's also seemingly a gap in the literature, uh, and I wonder if it's about the multi-generational workforce and how at different ages and stages, uh, what is meaningful to each of us is different. Can you tell us how your results uh, from the work that you did qualitatively as well as the quantitative results from the survey align together? In looking at the healthy work environment results for participants, the overall assessment of meaningful recognition was in their culture, it was good, 3.83. However, in looking at the specific results, the subjectivity of the standard was confirmed. Particularly as we look at the results of the question to administrators, physician, nurse managers, nurses, or other members speak up to let people know when they're doing a good job. We saw 39% of the participant answered neutral. We also saw a, a wide variation in the response to the questions. There are motivating opportunities for personal growth, development, and advancement. We believe this wide variation reflects the subjectivity of individual perception of meaningful recognition and what it means to them. You mentioned a meaningful recognition with a generation. Um, I can say that some of the experienced nurse didn't feel the exemplar were publicized as much. So what I've done is to incorporate exemplar reading during our regular staff meeting throughout the whole year and selectively choosing between staff nurse two and staff nurse one. And also the scholarship that the hospital has provided allowed several of my experienced nurse to return back to school to obtain a master's degree. I think we're doing a great work. So what are your plans now and what are you intending to do to move forward? Based on the results, we concentrated in our efforts in increasing leadership visibility within our units. We also increased our utilization of hospital-wide formal recognition program by implementing a standard and a process for peer to recognize each other. To further disseminate the peer recognition, we highlight way to shine during unit-based staff meeting. In addition, we recognize the recipient of the award, and we also take an opportunity to highlight the nurse who submitted the recognition. Kara, I'd like to commend you. Your work is amazing, and you really were able to highlight the effectiveness of the Healthy Work Environment Survey outside of critical care units. So thank you. Now, Jason, I'd like to turn to you because you have done amazing work in the pediatric cardiac operating room at Boston Children's Hospital. There was a point of time when we received results that were not optimal. And because of an interdisciplinary commitment in your leadership, we were able to make real uh, investments in uh, the work and uh, had pretty important results. So why don't you tell us about that? Thank you, Patty. After several years of our annual assessment, we identified a recent trend 
and clear opportunity for some focused improvement. We convened, as you said, an interdisciplinary working group with representation across the cardiovascular operating room to serve as healthy work environment ambassadors. Together, we developed and prioritized targeted initiatives through interdisciplinary brainstorming sessions with the entire CVOR team. Through this work, we were able to see a dramatic improvement in our scores and a true transformation in the health of the work environment. Excellent example of the use of the Healthy Work Environment Assessment. I also know that you have taken this to the next level, this work, and um, have committed to a national understanding in pediatric cardiac operating rooms of the health of the work environment, which is going really well. Why don't you tell us about your national work with the Healthy Work Environment Survey across pediatric cardiac operating rooms? Pediatric cardiac surgery is complex and risky, relying on strong interprofessional teamwork for optimal outcomes and avoiding patient harm. To support this development of targeted interventions to improve the health of this very unique work environment, the first step was really to understand the health of the work environment in pediatric CVORs. At the time, there was no national benchmarking available for specialty areas and results are not publicly available for comparison. So a 3.2 in one environment doesn't necessarily relate to a 3.2 in another environment. So a benchmark for pediatric CVORs enables these units, these really specialized areas, to understand the relative health of their work environment and support collaborative improvement efforts by identifying specific areas for targeted improvement. So in a structured way, how did you go about this study in examining the health of the work environment nationally? I utilized the Consortium for Congenital Cardiac Care Measurement of Nursing Practice, also known as the C4MNP. C4MNP is a nationwide collaborative of 41 pediatric cardiovascular programs in the United States whose primary aim is to identify nursing care actions and behaviors so that we can measure them in this highly complex pediatric cardiovascular patient environment. To assess the health of the work environment in pediatric CVORs, we utilized AACN's Healthy Work Environment Assessment Tool. And what did you find? Excitingly, we received results representing 11 pediatric CVORs across the United States with 183 respondents, which equated to a response rate of 60%. Each discipline within the cardiac OR was represented, including nurses, surgeons, physician's assistants, respiratory therapists, surgical scrub technologists, and anesthesiologists. The participants included clinicians with varying amounts of experience within their own pediatric CVOR. The overall mean healthy work environment score was 3.49, with a pretty wide range between 2.65 to 4.34. Overall, the mean scores for each standard were within the good range. Participants reported the highest scores for the effective decision-making standard and the lowest scores for the meaningful recognition standard. After reviewing the results with the participating sites, all of the sites together, we proposed a national benchmark score of 3.50. 
This is such awesome work. And you should be so proud that you had a 60% response rate on a first time ever examination of the health of the work environment across these centers. Really well done. And what um, do we plan to do uh, with the findings in an actionable way? Each site is using their specific results to identify areas of focus for targeted interventions to improve the health of their work environment. I am working directly with some of the participating sites to identify more of these targeted initiatives to help them through the process. Additionally, we plan to reconvene with those leaders from across all of the participating sites to support really collective and collaborative improvement efforts that we can standardize across the United States. Each of you should be commended for these exemplary uh, presentations of how you have individualized uh, the standards on each of these units to uh, a pathway for improvement. Let's stop again now to ask the audience another question. Please leave your city and country location. Has your institution committed to improving the health of the work environment? And if so, what steps has it taken to create a healthier work environment? And now I'd like to turn to Dr. Jean Connor. And Jean, I'd like you to give us some background to understand what led you to validating the interprofessional use of the Healthy Work Environment Assessment. Yes, thank you. So I think when we first started really having the ability to quantify the results of our work environments, um, this, this was a novel step for us. And so as a neuroscientist working in cardiovascular critical care, it um, really gave me the opportunity to examine the measure itself um, and looking what AACN had done to, as a first step, develop the tool and their early steps in, in really validating the tool. Now, interestingly, AACN put forward the framework as an interprofessional model. Um, the questions from the assessment tool were also interprofessional based. Um, but their first steps at validating um, the assessment tool will really with a cohort of critical care nurses. And so while we in our cardiovascular and critical care programs um, evaluated the health of the work environment starting in 2010, we always approached it with that interprofessional approach. So in, in looking at how the tool was initially validated, um, I think Dennis, you and I actually reached out to the developers in AACN um, started that discussion, and they were very enthusiastic at any opportunity to um, extend that early validation and were able to administer uh, across the organization not only our main campus but also our satellite campus and really invi invite the whole healthcare team. Um, while nursing was the, uh, the greatest proportion of respondents, we were able to get physician, respiratory, social work, um, our administrative uh, workforce. So, so this was an opportunity that we saw not only to understand our results um, within our own programs, but across and, and across the team. So given that, what were the methods uh, that were used to validate this assessment as an organizational measure? 
Right. So we also wanted to further understand the validity of the tool. Um, ongoing assessment um, also at Boston Children's Hospital included the AHRQ um, culture safety um, survey. This was another important way our organization understood the quality and the safety of our care as experienced by our staff. So this um, validated tool was um, an annual assessment since 2010. So again, we had a way that we could um, compare contrast what we were seeing with the AAC and healthy work environment tool, as well as this culture of safety. So that was an important step, um, given that similar to how we were thinking about this interprofessional, um, the AHRQ culture of safety survey was an interprofessional survey. So that was a perfect match for us. And what did you find? So we were thrilled um, as a first step um, to have a, a close to a 40% response rate. Um, again, a, a strong marker um, that we were able then to really understand the results from the staff directly. Um, so that 40% was about uh, just over a thousand respondents. Um, as we wanted to understand the reliability and validity, we actually wanted to see what were the results. So just what, where, where do we rate as an organization? Um, similar, um, to what we had, um, found in our cardiovascular and critical care over just about a decade, the organization wide results were 3.58. And if we think about that scale of zero to five, um, 2.9924 is good. So we were good as an organization. A another important um, part of this was to understand across the disciplines. We're both perceiving the work environment in a similar way. And while we did see an increase in the physicians being slightly higher, um, nurses were also rating in the same direction, meaning that both were trending in the same way. So this was an important validation step so that when we really included the whole team, we were able to say the whole team is seeing things similar. So, so that was an important interprofessional validation. Um, but back to the reliability and validity. Um, the reliability we carried out in a two-step way. We did the first step of reliability uh, conducting test-retest. So we had that initial cohort of over a 1,000 participants complete the survey, and then we invited a 10% sample to, again, take the survey, and then we were able to compare the results, the reliability that we would end up getting a similar response given the first taking and the second. Um, the other step that we were able to calculate was the internal consistency. This is also important to establish that is it measuring um, as, as best possible free from error? And so an acceptable level is 0.7 or greater, and I think ours was about 0.77. So we were able to say reliability was acceptable and strong in, in both those um, exercises. Our convergent validity, so that ability to correlate, compare between the healthy work environment assessment tool and the culture safety 
Um, so this, this was exciting for us because we were able to correlate strong late, good to strong in many of the key components of communication, of teamwork, of uh, recognition. And so with that in mind, I think our ranges were 0.30 for the correlation to 0.52. So again, good to strong. So based on these results, we were able to conclude um, that this was uh, a reliable and invalid measure and that it was a measure that performed in a similar manner across the institution. So this was our first opportunity across the institution, but also across disciplines. We were able um, to really stratify that physician and nurse and, and really inform not only our staff, um, but, but also our leadership as to how this performed across the, the discipline. And how should we apply these findings? The health of the work environment is multidimensional and that it, it, it really requires all six standards. So all six have to be recognized in, in working together. Um, each of these standards requires ongoing attention. And what we, um, and I think Patty, you have always said this, is that all are accountable. Right. So not just the nurses, not just the physicians, but it's all that work in these clinical areas, taking care of patients and families are accountable to that work environment. And as such, um, it's critical to have a reliable and valid tool. So with that in mind, um, we believe that this is a tool that we can use in an ongoing fashion, that it's generalizable beyond the critical care setting as it was originally imagined, and also um, useful and valid across the interprofessional team. Another thing that we know about staff response to this survey in particular is that they truly love it and find it valuable. It is short and meaningful for them. Uh, we have experienced that across cardiovascular critical care and our general inpatient units and ambulatory units. And that is one of the most compelling reasons uh, to use this evidence-based assessment to um, inform staff and uh, improve the health of our work environments. So I'd like to know how we can help other institutions and what our next steps would be to help colleagues across uh, the country and beyond to inform the health of the work environment so that they too can use uh, this assessment to improve uh, their environments. And, and I think similar to how we learned, Patty, um, really accessing the AACN website, um, the AACN um, has updated their white paper as recently as 2016. It provides um, a beautiful detail and roadmap and a real um, understanding of each of the standards and how the healthy work environment assessment tool works. Um, and then I think after educating, um, you know, as leaders and then their staff, um, really engage in the web-based tool that AACM provides. It's free and really supports um, the, the summary of the results and the reporting back so that that leader can then use that and, and share that with staff. So I think our journey, and it continues to be our journey, um, but the first step was really just educating ourselves, and all of that rich information is available on the AACN website.
And a strategy that has worked well for us is identifying unit-based healthy work environment ambassadors mm -hmm. and empowering them to educate the staff on the health of the work environment, including the importance of a healthy work environment, the actual AACN framework, and the assessment tool. These ambassadors really are central to the development and implementation of the targeted initiatives. I want to take this opportunity to again thank my esteemed colleagues. It has just been wonderful uh, hearing the results of the work and reflections on this journey. And I'm thrilled to be able to share our experience at Boston Children's Hospital over the last 10 years with our colleagues across the world, because we all know that whatever we can do to improve staff satisfaction and the health of the work environment for our staff will also ultimately advantage patients and families. Thank you. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.